Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. 50 metres to go, two lengths in front. I'm Thunderstruck, needing to get there. Alligator blood tiring. I'm Thunderstruck over the top, rumbling. and takes the lead but Mr Brightside's challenging Mr Brightside up to Alligator Blood Cascadian late Mr Brightside in front and Mr Brightside has won the mile from Cascadian the inevitable Zaki joined by Animo who looks destiny in the face at the 150 Animo takes the lead from Zaki Alligator Blood on Thunderstruck but it's Animo clear on Thunderstruck late Animo holding on Animo this time for the big A what a from Wicks down the middle, Kingswell Dream at the 100, it's getting desperate, now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top, Ice is too good, but can't beat her. G'day listeners and welcome to a Racing Previews podcast. This week we will be previewing the 1,000 Guineas and the Rupert Clark Stakes. Obviously both races have been moved onto this later date to extend the spring, get a bit more wagering out of the punters and a bit more money filling the grandstands as well. Will Alford, how are you feeling, mate? Probably better than me. Yeah, I've just woken up from a nap, so a little bit better than you by the sounds, but not great either, to be honest. But... Yeah. Um, so Nico won't be joining us tonight, everyone. He's uh, gone off for a short spell. And to be blatantly honest, I probably need one as well. But nonetheless, content is king. So we will be marching on. I'm as sick as a dog at the moment. Um, Spring Carnival Flemington has gotten the better of me. <laughs> and the immune system is at an all-time low right now after four days of punting and uh, drinking. But uh, nonetheless, we march on, don't we? Yep. On to the next one. All right. Um, what are we going to do? We're just going to do the, the two group ones? I think so, yeah. All right. Let's go straight to the 1,000 guineas. But firstly, before we launch into the form, what's your thoughts on the date change and has it been a positive or a negative in, in your opinion? I reckon it's worked really well, to be honest. Like, it extends the spring carnival, but the fields are really good. Like the thousand guineas is is better. I think the thousand guineas has sort of tailed off a bit in the last. Well, I guess it's been like an average sort of group one for a while, but I guess historically speaking, this is probably an average one as well. As well, but like it just seems like it's a lot. There's so many different form lines now. Like they're they're all coming from different places, and it's it's not all. And I guess the other thing is it's not. Um, 
because like before that they had the the flight stakes on the same weekend as the thousand guineas and it is but but now you've mm-hmm. got the horses you've got some horses that from from sydney that you wouldn't normally get so um yeah there's there's lots of different form lines and it makes it an interesting betting race I, I think it's definitely better than what it has been in past years like last year i know it was like a heavy 10 but um last year's field if you look back on it now he's like atrocious so um yeah i think it's i think it's worked and i think the rupert clark has has worked as well to be honest like it's the the, the, um maybe it's not a vintage year like you're not going to get the best ever winner of it but it's there's the horses being set for it and and um it like the, the rupert clark's sort of been forgotten about amongst the other million Crawford 1400 meter races in the in the Maccabi Diva and all those sorts of races but now it's it's sort of given a new lease on life I guess get put put to the back of the carnival and and even though like you might got you won't get winners as good as maybe a behemoth or something but it, it makes it a better betting race I, I, I'd probably think so so yeah. I don't know I, I, I like it to be honest I think with the thousand guineas, it's definitely worked. Like I'm a I'm a fan of the thousand guineas moving, and obviously it doesn't clash with the flight stakes now. It didn't take away from uh, the Oaks at all. The yeah, different, different that's races, another point. The Oaks as well. Yeah, it hasn't taken away from that. Different different kettle of fish, really, in terms of horse pull. But I do feel the Rupert Clark, like as good as good a race it is this year. I feel like it was probably the one where. I don't know. I, I missed a little bit where it was, and I f- really feel for Antino because if it was back where it was, he'd probably be a Group One winner right now. Mm. And he's just been the most unlucky horse this whole preparation, and he still doesn't have a Group One or a, a key feature race to show for it. But mm. nonetheless, yeah, it's all right. All right, something something new to bet on. I'll do my best to march on here, punters. But <laughs> gee, you know, you know what it was. It was four big race days and going out every night straight into preseason footy on Monday. Oh, you're a dumbass for that. Oh, it's not my fault. It should be criminal. <laughs> it should be against the law to put a preseason, start a preseason yeah. straight after stakes day. It's calling sick. Oh. First week or so. My number one tip to everyone I've got that many drugs in my body right now, but they, they are not even working. I've just got into the Maximus or the, you know, the energy drinks or whatever they are like basically Gatorade it is the only thing making me feel better right now <laughs> bit of sugar bit of sodium bit of electrolytes get it in your all right thousand guineas race seven three forty-five p.m over 1600 meters for the three-year-old fillies skybird is 390 favorite from coevalant four dollars jolly star six dollars seems a little bit short arctic glamour 850 kimochi ten dollars zurion twelve dollars quick star sixteen dollars Bot, initial thoughts on this race? Anything about the map first? Uh, so there's not a, a massive amount of speed, I don't think. Urza will go forward. So will Vibrant Sun, who was a really good winner from Maiden out of Geelong. Kimochi will try and be forward. So will Jolly Star. I don't think Arctic Glamour will be too far away. And Apache Song probably want to kick up to. And Code of Alon will be somewhere in there as well. Um, I think that Skybird from two can uh, sorry and, and Skybird will be there as well. I think Skybird will sit a whole lot closer than what she has been. I, I don't, some people might think that she she might be out to back on the fence, but 
she hasn't been given the opportunity to hold a spot in her life. She's drawn barrier 10, 10 and 9, so and they've never really shown any intent. But she has shown the gate speed where she, she probably could be able to hold a spot if they would have liked to. And I think she can sit in the first sort of five or six in run and I think she might put a gap on them. I think she's a bit better than these. She hasn't done it yet, which is the thing you got you're sort of betting on, you're betting on her making an improvement, but it's all in the sectionals. It's it's right there. Uh Cole Volant, it was a good win last time, but it was on pace advantage and and she seems sort of exposed, I guess. She's not she, she's not, not not necessarily exposed. Like she can still run a, a new big number, but um I, th- I think it's it's not 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 necessarily as hidden and, and if if I think Skybird's a lot more likely to do something she hasn't done ever by a long way than than um, what Covalent can. But and the other one, uh, Arctic Glamour, who who was particularly poor but was backed off like she was unbeatable, and he was in the calendar presma last start. But she gets a tongue tie on here, which makes me half think that she choked down on the on her tongue or or something like that. So. Um, Maybe she can improve drastically back to her best because she was looking like a superstar before last start. So, um, yeah. Uh, I, so I've already backed Skybird. I think she's a, a nice bet. I'm, all, I'm also on Quickstar, who's the horse that can, uh, as well as Skybird, can make a massive improvement. It was 1,200 to 1,600 last start. And the sectionals are just as good as Skybird's, I thought. So if she can hold a spot from three, I think she's um, well-placed to to run a big new peak and she's she's role related as well so there's a bit of substance behind it and uh, the other one is vibrant sun who backs up out of a maiden didn't really show much until last start but that went out quickly and she put eight lengths on a on a decent enough field like not a not a good maiden by any means but she put eight lengths on him and she was strong through the line she ran the 13th fastest last 200 meters of the meeting sorry last hundred and offers like a strong pace so there's not a massive amount of speed here so she just goes forward rolls forward from barrier 10 i think she can she can run a cheeky race you probably get 30 to 1 on the day i think they're betting 23 is best price now so uh i'll i've i'm on skybird and on quickster at the pre-post price and i'll probably want to have something on vibrant sun too so that's the way i'm playing the guineas it's an awesome race I, i really like how it's worked but um but yeah, and, and Jolly Star is another one um, who, who's who's got some nice form lines through. Obviously, Arctic Glamour when she she was at her best, she was well backed to beat Arctic Glamour, uh, and and then she was taken back from a wide barrier behind um, Roll on High. She was back there as well. Where where would you have Roll on High in your calculations here? Do you reckon you'd be better? She'd have to be up there. She'd have to sure. she'd have to be probably third favorite. I'd say. I, I yeah. think that they've completely missed the boat by not running here yeah but um I, moods, I moods has done that a few times this spring yeah i don't know why she would she's not here but anyway jolly star i think i think there was probably an advantage to be coming from where they they came from but the sectionals are really strong regardless so um and she can be a lot more forward with james mcdonald going on so but yeah six dollars is pretty short i thought nine dollars was about its price and i would be surprised if skybird is just off the map on saturday um, yeah, I think she's a good horse, and I think she could. If she, if she won by three lengths, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised at all. She's. I think she's a, a bit better than these. 
Yeah, I agree. So Skybird, she has drawn barrier 10 of 11. She's then drawn barrier 9 of 10. Then she's drawn barrier 10 of 10. So to reiterate Bot's thoughts, she hasn't been given the opportunity to actually settle forward. And I think that's the only thing that the market is taking a set against her right now because I think she's a genuine probably $2.80 chance. She's going to be more forward in the run from barrier two. And she's already ticked the 1,600-meter box, which some of these some of the horses in this race haven't done yet. Um, the camp, I think the camp think this horse is better than attrition. That's obviously Mitch Friedman's two best horses in the stable right now, Skybird and Attrition. And this horse looks a genuine freakish filly. What she did at the Valley last start, I know she was rails and run, which probably helped as well. Um, but still, just to reel off those late sectionals running, you know, 11-2 home, second fastest final 200 metres on Cox Plate Day for a three-year-old filly, it was just outstanding work in her other two victories um she has also run the fastest size 200 meters of the entire meeting so i'm all over her we've actually backed her at 18 dollars. we backed her before the the phillies classic at mooney valley so sitting quite pretty there but i also give half a chance to Coa Vallant. we've backed her at nine dollars make sure you sub up to the sixth day to get all these early prices um last start she did just get the absolute pr uh Barrier 14, this was one of the all-time rides by Blake Shin to just slot her into the 1-1, the and she was way too good. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think she's a very good filly herself. Her first up win at Mooney Valley off a, um, you know, first up 1,200 metres off a decent tempo. Well, she wasn't really going that fast. She was well back in the field. But last up was a fast tempo, which gives me good confidence that she'll probably run 1,600 metres out. She draws barrier five here, so she's going to get the exact same run. She's going to get the dream sit off the pace. And uh, yeah, I think I think the market does have it right, but I'd mark Skybird a lot shorter than what she is currently. Mm, she looks like she's start favourite, I think. If she does, yeah. I'll be confused. Yeah. I'll be betting again. All right. Race eight. Talking about confusion. The Rupert Clark Stakes, Group 1, 1,400 metres. This looks a wide open affair. Magic Time, the Sydney visitor, is $4 favourite from IME, trying 1,400 metres for the first time, I believe, $8.50. Straight Acer, $8.50. Valana, $10. Cause for concern has been well backed into $10. Ayrton, 13s. Munamek, 13s. Chain of Lightning, 14s. And Skewiff, coming off the last start win, is $19. Big field. Draws are probably quite important out of the Caulfield 1,400 metre shoot. What are your thoughts? Um... It's a tricky race. It's um, yeah. There's like there's a million horses you could make a case for, and just depends on where the, the way you I don't know, want to price the race, I guess. But I think Chain of Lightning is a bit big. I think she she gets back to the the Tristark run. She'll probably just about win. Um, she started favourite in a Golden Eagle off that run, so um. Yeah, like she's she's a nice horse, and and the she was beaten for a sprint in a slowly run race behind um, Spacewalk and a couple others, um, but she was strong to the line. The last hundred was particularly strong, so she, I think she gets a nice enough run in transit, and um, if she can do what she did in the Tristark, I think she's she's a lot shorter than fourteen dollars. And Eden's another one that interests me. So is the Inferno. Um, he's been running well behind Imperatriz. That's good form for this. 
And even like Bandersnatch is probably a tiny bit big. Is the Inferno just a tease butt? Is he just one of these horses who gets back and runs nice sectionals late, but he's never in the race? I don't know. Yeah, but he's a lot weaker than what he's been in. And he's, what, 26 to 1? You don't have to... Oh, no, he's not that anymore. He's what, 20, 20 to 1? 20 to 1, yeah. Yeah. You, you don't. You don't have to have much on to, to find out. He's probably like... He's a, he's a bit shorter than that. Like, he, he runs runs to the numbers he's been running. He's a lot shorter than a 20 to 1 chance. It's like, what else is 20 to 1 in this field? Um, Rotor like, he's a better chance than... Snatch. He's a better chance to row to Arataki, put it that oh, way. I agree with that. Crosshaven um, was huge last start. Yeah, he was another one I was going to talk about. Um, he Yeah, he was... It's weird because he's... He, ha- he hasn't done that in so long and the market didn't really know anything about it either. So um, it was weird, but but he still did it and the sectionals were insane. But he, he was a promising three-year-old at one point in time. So um, I think Rob he, backed him out of the yard as well. So potentially he has come back really well this prep from who a did? physical standpoint. Rob? Rob Todd? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, yeah, so maybe he's come back better than ever. So... Um, yeah, that's that's a good push. He's down in the weights, and um, he gets a good map from Barrier Five. So, yeah, again, you probably have something on him as well. I've got him what like fifteen dollars. Yeah, yeah, I've I've backed two horses all in. One of them is Ayrton, and one of them is Munamek. The 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 draw for Munamek is a little bit cast, but I thought he was the run of the race just about last start. Over the Flemington 1,400 metres, uh, came home in really, really nice sectionals from well back in the field. He gets Luke Curry from Blake Shin, so that's probably a slight negative, but I've got no real problems with Luke Curry. It's probably just where where he's going to get to in the run from Barry 18. Um, so I've backed him at $21, and probably the bigger overlay that I've got right now is Ayrton at $26. Um, this horse was outstanding in the same race. Maybe he was the run of the race, actually. I think I think they were both good coming out of the same race. Um, he returned with a win at Caulfield over the 1,400 metres. And Caulfield, this is his happy place. He's unbeaten four out of four at the Caulfield 1,400 metres, the track and distance. And he draws outstandingly in barrier six. So he's going to get the charmed run. And, you know, he's probably been a work in progress. We know he got that spider bite and he went off his form for quite a while. But there's... You know, there's a real strong push that he could be back somewhere near his best. Mm. And he gets 54.5 kilos here in a 1,400 metre handicap at his favourite joint. So he's probably actually going to be on top for me. Um, Magic Time brings all the right form, but Barrier 15 is just a little bit tricky. She's coming off a grand final uh, where she ran third in the in the invitation. She's now, she's now fourth up. So she can definitely win, but I just thought the Barrier was really, really tricky from 15. She's a horse who likes to go forward and, and slot in. So I don't think they'll be letting her in, um, you know, without a fight, some of these some of these jockeys. And Ayrton's just going to lob in that lovely spot in behind Buffalo River from six. So he's probably on top for me. Yeah, she's a bit short, I thought. Like, she's she's definitely favourite. She she has to be favourite here. but And she's only fourth up too. So, yeah, she, she was good last time. She was... She was wide when you probably didn't want to be. So, um, but yeah, the map the map's probably a little bit tricky. But but she she has to be favourite. She's likely race. She could run a new peak. But she's yeah, she's definitely a bit short. Was she like three eighty? Best price is yeah. No no no. Was. She's drifted four forty. His best price. 
Oh, she's out the four. Well, she gets the five dollars. I could prob- probably have something small on her, but yeah, for now I'm eating on top and Wanamek as well. Yeah. We've got this race sevens the field. Like it's it's wide open. I think. What do you think of Iron May up to fourteen hundred? Oh, if it runs fourteen hundred meters, I, I'll give up betting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> against it as well. She, she, yeah, eight fifty, like on form. Yeah, sure, but she's. I'll go quick here. It's a Rupert Clark. It's a handicap. You put a shit ton of money in front of some handicappers, and and they'll go crazy. So, hmm. um, she'll be up in the speed, and I'd, I'd be surprised if she, if she um runs the, the trip, but um. Like General Bow as well, I hate. I'd, I'd say General Bow is more likely running the trip than than what I am. He is. Yeah. Um, we haven't spoken but, about yeah. the leader yet, Buffalo River. Um, the oh, other, he's, he's airborne, but but like he's the same. He's just going to run his number, if not a little bit less, because they're going to go so quick. But it's just probably not good enough to win. Yeah. Military expert isn't in the field yet, but it's probably the one that will apply a bit of pressure to Buffalo River if it gets in the race. But if yeah. not, he could get a pretty loose lead again. Mm, do be a bit of speed. I may want to go forward. Um, what else? Brandesnatch, Crosshaven, Roto Ataki, General Bow. Yeah. They'll all want to go forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. There'll be a bit of speed. There'll be, there'll be speed. They'll go quickly. There's no way it's slowly run, but we say that every week and they always go slow, so what can you do? Yeah, he probably had his birthday last night as well. Mm, yeah. S- small field, 1,400 metres at core field is easy to go on a wet track maybe. I've just remembered that we forgot to do our $100 betting strategy, so we'll do it for this race yeah. first and then we'll go back to the 1,000 guineas. Give us your $100 betting strategy for the Rupert Clark. 100 Oh, Rupert Clark. Um, uh, forty chain of lightning, forty Ayrton, twenty the Inferno. All right, I'll go fifty Ayrton, thirty Munamek, twenty Magic Time Saver. Hopefully, get five dollars, and go and go and pack a race to the thousand guineas. Uh just a hundred and Skybird. I think she's, I think she's a good bet at four twenty five. You can get Boon bet. That's it. Yeah. That's good odds. Yeah, I'll go 80 Skybird and uh, 20 Coya Vermont. But I hope Quickster wins. <laughs> I think we've got a question about Quickster later, so mm. uh, we'll save our bullets there. All right, anything else on the Caulfield card that you're interested in? Not really. It's not a... Oh, look, to be honest, I haven't really done much of the, the rest of the meeting because of... Oh, just... <laughs> the cast as well, don't yeah. worry. Um, but Miss Rumbini interested me a lot, actually. She's she's coming through some slowly run races, and I thought the last 200 metres at Mornington was large, and she beat, a, I think it's a nice enough filly. Um, I think it's called, I can't remember what the horse is called, but it's got form through Iron Unstoppable, and it started short versus it. Um, and, that yeah, the sectionals were nice, and it gets Mark Zara on from, in, from Barrier 5 up. I didn't think there was a whole lot between it and Miraval Rose. Like Miraval Rose is four forty coming off a Kite and Maiden. Hmm. Um which is fair enough. The the sectionals were nice and it's the style of it was good, but like that's a long way off like it's commemorative and Saltaire. But um it's been well back too, which is half interesting. But um but yeah, commemorative I thought was unders at, at the the price at 
it was it probably not it was hard to lead last time and it was 400 meters she probably doesn't want but um yeah and saltaire was drawn wrong side missed the kick or was taken out at the start anyway um but regardless i think miss rubini's a lot shorter than the price they're betting, I think it's like an eight dollar chance than from the nineteen dollars they're betting in it right now. Yeah, right. And did you say race one? Ain't no do it on CBAM oh, yeah. or? Um, oh, they're betting a dollar seventy six is best price, but if they bet a dollar ninety on the day, I'll have a long hard think about it hmm. because Dunkel is like Dunkel. I don't think he's, he's SA, his South Australian derby win is like it's it's competitive, but it's not up to what Ain't No Do Done did last time, and and there was a bit of sectional boost on what Ain't No Do Done did last time. So, and I, I think he maps to sit like outside lead. So, yeah, he he seemed like a dollar sixty chance, and if I get. Dollar ninety two. You might get a bit better. You might get a bit better because people probably don't want to take a dollar seventy five. Yeah, yeah, you probably will on the day, and I'll, I'll, I'll definitely think about it. But, but yeah, Dunkel's also got to give give him two and a half kilos with a, a group one exactly handicapped. So, and he'll be behind him in run. So, yeah, Yeah. I think you have you have a lot worse odds on bets. I think. Yep. Anything else? Mm, Not really. No, right. not really. I've got two at Caulfield, and then I've got, actually got a, a few around the grounds, um, which is interesting. Race four. Um, I'm playing in the group three. I'm backing Saltair. This is a horse we were on last week. She got absolutely sandwiched out of the gates, and then she was probably in the inferior ground when she was still a gallant second behind Mumbai Muse. Mumbai God Muse. Bless it. What was that? God bless it. Yeah. Yeah, well done, but much to my demise. Um, yeah, I thought her run there was really, really good. The start before she ran the fastest last 200 metres of the entire day on Cox Plate Day when screeching home behind gumdrops. And I just think this race sets up really well for her. I think commemorative is no good. Um, yeah, she's back to 1,200 metres here, but gee, I was so disappointed in her last start. And... Even the start before, like she's just this big gangly thing who raided through the roof on debut, but is she just overrated? I'm going to say she is at the moment. And then Miravel Rose, she was she was good on uh, last start, but she's still really green. And I just don't think you can afford to do that when you go up in grade. She's going you know, straight from a maiden to a group three. The rating isn't that great. Like She ran some of the fastest splits home, but you'd expect her to. Now she's been plonked four dollar forty third Electia commemorative three fifty. So I can probably have something on your thing, but naturally I see three dollars forty for Saltair, who I think is the best filly in the race, and I'm pretty keen to bet. Um, Barry eleven around the shoot, that's no issue at all. Blake Shin can have her three four wide, and with a rail in the true, she can be slingshotting home down the outside. So I'm I'm pretty keen on Saltair. I think she can finally get her day in the sun um, at Caulfield on Saturday. And then in the last race, she dances. I think there was 320 available, but you were saying there might have even been 370, which well, that's what they I'm, opened up, but... I'm spewing. I missed that. Yeah, I'm looking at it last now. Opened... half a second. <laughs> well, they did open 370 on tab, which is crazy. Um, I think she's just a really, really good horse. First up, um, sorry. 
What did she run first up? She um, up. She was beaten by. Yeah, Vivian. she was well beaten. But yeah. since then, she's really turned the corner. Um, she set a, an even tempo and she just kicked away from Rose Court second up. And then last start at the Valley, she was way too good. $1.85 SP. And Barry and I, Caulfield, you know, Linda Meach are just going to send her straight to the front. And I think she's just going to be too good. Um, Queen of the Ball, I think, was a little bit flattered last start with how she won. She just got cuddled up, oh, cuddled thanks. up, saved her that last run, and she went bang. But I think She Dances is better suited at 1,200 metres than Queen of the Ball. And Rose Quartz is the third favourite who She Dances has already easily handled. And although she was in the inferior ground last start, she was a little bit disappointing herself. So I'm all over She Dances. Um, I wish I had got a better price, but hopefully we get... 270 on the, on the day. We might not, but I'll still be betting. Uh, Linda Meach rates this horse very, very highly. And she is six out of seven over the 1,200 metres. So. Mm, yeah, she is, that's what I was going to say. She's just like, I think 1,100,000 not happens too quickly for her, but 1,200. She'll probably get 1,400 metres in time. Um, yeah. So she's best suited there. She but just think, relaxes think, so um, well on her runs. Yeah, I think Rose Court's it's half interesting, but I'll probably leave it. Just because she gets to 1,200 again and she's like fourth up now and she was obviously unsuited going to the inside last time and she still went pretty well. I thought there was a good SP and the market yeah. was spitting the ones out drawn inside. So um, if she if she got to her best, I think she could she could probably beat them, but it's, it's a question, right, if she, if she can get back to her best. Yeah, no, it's fair chat. I just think she dances handled her the last time they met, and mm. she's only getting better and building throughout the campaign, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. All right, anything it? else? Not really. I haven't even looked at Mooney Valley yet. I've got a it. few around the grounds. Race one, Mooney Valley tomorrow. There is a Godolphin filly on debut by shooting to win her. Sorry, it's not a Godolphin filly. It is a Godolphin gelding. His name is Jam Baylor. Or Jambalaya, I don't know, weird name, but I think it's quite smart. And it went around the valley on Tuesday morning with Jamie Carr on board, and it looks a real type. So, not surprised to see it open very short in betting. Um, race eight, Newcastle in the Hunter. I'm going to back King of Sparta. I thought he was outstanding in the Bobby Lewis first up when splitting Star Patrol and Benedetta. He also carried the penalty there, so 59 kilos he had. And, you know, he got within a nose of Star Patrol. There was a, a protest, which, you know, probably probably wouldn't have been dismissed, but he was right there, and it was probably the run of the race. Went past Benedetta easily. Then last start in the Sydney Stakes, he was four wide, no cover the whole way, and you just didn't want to be out in those wider lanes. It was definitely a fence advantage on Everest Day, so... He now draws barrier seven. He gets a Newcastle, which I think is probably the fairest track in the whole of New South Wales. And he gets th- to 1,300 metres, which could well be his best distance, probably just that that happy place in between 12 and 14. Um, so I think he's really hard to beat. Marzu is the obvious favourite and can run well, but you know he's he's, out, he's at his absolute best, Marzu, when there is a bit of sting out of the track. And King of Sparta loves it hard and fast. So 30-degree day up there, probably going to be a good three. And I think King of Sparta can win. Race five, Keshi Boom. Uh, race five, Ascot. Keshi Boom will be winning. No spoils at the price, but she's a very nice filly, unbeaten three out of three. And she can go on and win the WA Guineas next week. 
and then race seven at Ascot, Red Can Man. Um, you know, Victorian punters will know this horse very well. He's a very consistent performer. He won first up over a thousand meters, beat My Bella May. The race rated really well, eleven lengths above the all-average benchmark on punting form. There, he then stayed at a thousand meters second up, and it was a much slower, slower run race, and he actually got a bit keen. Um, I wasn't that wrapped. He was staying at a thousand meters last start, so I didn't back him, but. He now gets to 1,100 metres. He drops two kilos at the weights from 58.5 to 56.5. So he meets a lot of these better at the weights. He draws barrier five, so he's going to map much better than likes of my Bellamy, who draws in one, might have a bit of traffic, and a horse like Laverod, who is a good horse at his best, but draws out in 11 of 11. So where does he get to on the map? And I just think Red Cam Man still has heaps of improvement to come. Third up, 1,100 metres. This is a horse who has finished within a length of Amelia's Jewel, within a length and a half of Overpass and Amelia's Jewel in a quokka. There are just lots of signs that point to him being the bet this week. And you can currently get $3.30. So that's good going in my eyes. And then Chartin on Sunday. Some of the big guns return. Uh, I think in the sprint race four, Chartin, we can back two horses. One of those is Flying Ace and the other is Dream Winner. Uh, Flying Ace was huge from the back last start. He gets Zach Purton and Dream Winner was four wide the whole way, the whole way last start at 1,200 metres. That was the first time he was trying 1,200 metres. So we know he was excellent um, at 1,000 metres earlier in his career, but I think that would have topped him off really nicely. And those are the two horses I want to back. Obviously, no odds right now, but hopefully they're at you know $4 plus and we can back them both. Uh, I think race seven into race eight, we can take the multi, the shorties multi. Lucky Swainess meets these um, much better at the weights. He gets 58 kilos. So Wellington will carry the same weight as him and some of the other sprinters will only get two kilos off him. He's been spotting these sprinters six and seven kilos at the weights. So he's going to win this Sunday. Uh, he's probably the most confident you know, horse of winning this whole weekend. And I think there's a dollar fifty-five, dollar sixty around in the all-in. That's, that's probably overs, to be honest. He's probably more like a dollar thirty chance. Uh, and California Spangle, he won first up. He loses Hugh Bowman, which is a bit of a negative. Uh, good luck to Huey with his injury. Uh, we know he came down the other day and won't be riding for, for a little while. So he gets Matt Chadwick, which is a small knock, but he actually meets horses three kilos at the weights for already having beaten them last start. He walked in front and just kicked away, was way too good last start. But he beat a horse named, Enc uh, named Encountered, who went on and won again. So... He just looks the one to beat again. Beauty Eternal is going to probably start unders because it's got Zach Purton on board. Look, it wouldn't completely shock me if Beauty Eternal won, but at the same time, California Spangle is just a much better horse, and I think there's a lot of Zach Purton tax on Beauty Eternal. It was rising through the grades and beating average, average fields. And, yeah, just with Zach being on and Matt Chadwick being on California Spangle, there probably should be more of a difference between their prices and maybe they will start a little bit too close together. So I'm happy to take the multi race seven into race eight, both number ones. And then race nine, Chartin, straight Aaron. I think you can get back in the winner's enclosure up to 2,000 metres. Um, we know he was a very talented horse when he was back here in Australia. So he's now fourth up, 2,000 metres, uh, gets Vincent Ho on board and draws barrier six. So things probably didn't work out for him last start on the really slow run race, but... I think 2,000 metres is his MO, and yeah, I think he can be winning the group too.
but that's a, that's a pretty nice race in itself. Cool. Right, but anything? Uh, I don't. I'm not betting in Hong Kong now. <laughs> <sighs> Didn't think you would. No, I'm, not, I'm not that sick. Anyway, questions? You should, yeah, we'll get some questions. You should come to Hong Kong with me in December. It's going to be great. Could do. If Brightside was going, I'd, I'd be there, but... Yeah, it's a bit of a shame he's not going. going but anyway, it just means we've got $3. So here's another tip for your punters. $3 I've got for uh, Golden 60. He's still $2.80 on Ladbrokes, all in for the Hong Kong mile. He's a dead set at $1.50 chance. Mm, what about Spangle? No. Nah. no good. He's probably a two-length inferior horse. What about the other one? The one here? What's his name? Romantic Warrior. No, nah, he's gone to 2000. Oh, true. Yeah, we'll go for back-to-back Hong Kong Cups. All right, questions. Kano Halloran, just straight up, want to hear your thoughts on Quickstar. This was the question I was talking about. I think, well, I backed her off the run last time. There were, it was like 67, 150s and all that sort of stuff, so... I hope it wins for my sake. Yeah. But, I, um, I think she's clearly the best roughie in the thousand guineas, and well, I could probably have a half a unit on her as well. Yeah, she could. She she could be like completely off the map. She like she's she's related to like full full sister to Mister Quickie. Um, the the sectionals last time were awesome. So yeah, if she, she she's like thirty to one, twenty to one still on Saturday. Like I I might even have another bet to be honest, but. What's the best price of the corpse now? About seventeen dollars. Uh, I think nineteen something. Yeah. Okay. I think his best price. I'll double check. Yeah, she was monstrous in the Phillies Classic last start at the Valley, and that was going twelve hundred yeah. meters to sixteen hundred meters a second up, which is not easy to do. Yeah, um, she um she she was she didn't really do much on debut, but it's just a kick off run, and um she made a that much improvement second up. So who's to say she doesn't do the same thing third up? She does that. She'll. She went by a long way, but um, but no, yeah, she's best price is seventeen dollars twenty cents at let's say it's boom, but they always have those obscure sort of prices. Um, <laughs> it would have been interesting yeah, to see bet. how she went against Schwartz at Flemington last week. Schwartz did have the ultimate PR though. Um, she would have belted him. <laughs> there you go, straight from the bot. Ruben Evans says, "Can Munamek produce?" Uh, produce a eyebrow raising win at odds. No, I think I he can. It's just it's just a barrier. Like he's just going to need that perfect scenario where he just finds the back of one and carts into it, you know, five or six wide and comes down the outside. Probably need the track playing that way as well. If it, if he wins, it'll be eye raising because he's he's going to have to come from all the way back and and it'll be a cool race to watch if he wins. But I don't know. I think it, it the barrier makes it pretty tough for him. Yeah. Max Cheatham, the boys lay of the day. You know what? We've forgotten to do this the last two weeks. Yes. Best bet, best each way, best lay. The back lay prey. Uh, Usually Nico reminds me to do this. Um, oh, my best bet, I'll say Skybird. My best ruffy, I'll say, is Miss Rumbini. And my best lay, I've got no idea. Um, I have no idea. No, no I don't know. Um no, I, I don't know. My best bet, race four, Caulfield. Number two, Soltair. My best each way is in the Rupert Clark. Race eight, number seven, Ayrton. 
he is unbeaten four out of four at Caulfield, and somehow he's still fifteen dollars. I think he should be probably eight dollars, nine dollars. Um, and my best lay is in race four as well, commemorative. The good old from Philly. She is all hype, no substance for me. Mm. Coops Irwin, if you could own any horse from this spring besides the big group on winners, who would it be? Um, which one's going to be the stallion that's going to make a shit ton of money? I don't know. Any horse, oh. yes. Uh, the the one that's going to make you money is probably has a fair say. Mm. I don't know. No idea. Um, you, you? Recency bias, just because I'm looking at it right now, Skybird. <laughs> well, did it say, well, sorry, what was the question? If you could own any horse from the spring besides the big group one winners, who would it be? Oh, you, if you could own Skybird. any horse. Skybird. It has to win first, mate. Well, it's not a group one winner. It says besides, besides oh, the big group one winners. Oh, it's not a group one winner. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'd probably say the same thing. Sweet. Andrew Britt, love the potty boys. Have $50 to bet for my punters club and need to win 600 to get the title of the year. What are you betting on? Put it on Ayrton. Oh, I reckon <laughs> just put it on Skybird. How much would that get? That's only going to get you 200 bucks. Oh. Or um, do we do a mug multi? No, no mug multis. Yeah, I, 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 fair enough. Ayrton, Ayrton or Chain of Lightning, one of the two right. you can pick. Ryan Deeth, Quickster by How Far, Bots in Your Camp. Ryan Deeth, uh, do you get any betting fatigue at the end of spring or is the fire as hot as ever? Oh, definitely fatigued. I'm physically fatigued. I'm mentally fatigued. I am five out of five lame right now. If I was a horse, <laughs> I would be beaten 100 lengths in a 1,000-meter race, which is not even possible. <laughs> Um, I had a couple of days off after the after stakes day, but I'm, I'm still having a couple of days off just because I'm. I think I'm. Are you going good. to Caulfield this week? No, nah, no, nah, I'm not. Um, yeah, but I'm probably not either. Yeah, I, I don't need to freshen up, but I'm just need a couple of weeks to get right back into it. Yeah, it is tiring. Oh, it is hundred percent. Um. But if the punters want to catch me on Saturday night, if I'm feeling better, they can, because I'm playing at Howler from 12 to 1. So DJ Racing previews on the decks. Catch me <laughs> on. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Should be good. <laughs> but what do you make of Highland Harley after his run today? Oh, well, obviously the race was fixed and he should have won. <laughs> can you get Tyson and Adrian on the pod to share stories about the U.S.? We actually should do this. Yeah, we, we, we probably, I don't know why we haven't had them on yet. We, we should do that. Apparently, they went to Mexico. Yeah. I don't and even know what Almost know couldn't what get back over the border. No. Is, they would have some stories. Mm. Jay Telfo, Jordan, he's a great man. It's my first time at the racetrack that isn't Doombin slash Eagle Farm. Are you boys going to be there? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Don't say week? this. Uh, nah, I'm not. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> I'm probably not going to be there, mate. But um, give us a call. Um, yeah, I doubt it. If I'm still feeling like this, there's no chance. But yeah, I'll see. I'll see. All right, let me just open up Twitter and get to these other questions. 
Can you provide any thoughts and analysis on Enna's dream? Unconventional prep, but always seems to have a go. You know what's funny? I can always tell when a when a question is asked by an owner of the horse because they're always so well articulated. And it's like a, they like put context in the question. I went uh, back and watched a few replays of this horse. It's actually it's actually got talent. Yeah, well, we ran second to Karina Queen, who's and it was a bit unlucky 20s, that day. But yeah, Karina Queen's a nice enough horse. The best three-year-old filly in the whole of Australia comes out of that race, Zardozzi. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, she'd probably win this, to be honest. She's very good. I don't know. Like, she draws well in Barrier 6. You're probably going to get 100 to 1. I've probably seen worse 100 to 1 chances. So, yeah, you know, me too. Good luck. I think mm. she's definitely got talent. But, yeah, the market will take a set against because... Jake Noonan's riding her and Alex Ray's training her. So, yeah, all the best. Hopefully it goes forward and can take advantage of probably a slow pace. So yeah. Can maybe yeah run she's got to tick the 1600 meter box, but a lot of them do. And, mm. yeah. All right, she dances by how far, asks James. Do you, ha- do you have she dances on top or do you have thing on oh, top? Oh, yeah, yeah. She dances on top 100%. But, um. But yeah, just like two sixty is probably short enough. Three dollars. Do you remember she dances win at Sandown when she won by like six? Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, she'd be nothing, but but yeah, yeah. She's run that number so many times though, just at twelve hundred meters. Yeah, she's just a consistent good horse. Hmm. Reese Wilkinson, is it simple CV? Oh, is it simple Coevalant Skybird Cornell? He's done the. Uh, the old abbreviation had stumped me. Covalent Skybird Quinella. Yes, no. Um, oh, I oh, reckon. I reckon. Simple. I reckon something something obscure can jump into a placing, but I reckon Skybird will win. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Skybird's clearly on top. Um, I reckon Mitch Friedman might have been going around and declaring it on the rooftop of Flemington last week. <laughs> that was <Yeah>. scenes. <laughs> Uh, Mav Cameron, last question of the night. How do you guys interpret certain benchmark anomalies that appear at some tracks on punting form? Great question. Example, Mooney Valley, Cox Plate Day. Some obscene numbers that seem inflated. Do you have rules for certain tracks when looking at the data? Thanks, fellas. You're a bunch of legends. Thank you. But you and I already spoke about this in terms of mm. the inflated figures in the Cox Plate dip, but you don't want to just say it again for our mate Mav? Um, yeah, so on Cox Plate Day, the... The two thousand meter races were the the play, played a bit faster than the rest of the card. So, um, so like if you look at the like a uh, official times are a bit off. So, um, like there's a reason that the the vars and the cox plate were complete outliers on the day. Um, so yeah, um. That they yeah, played that, more like do you want to say why? Too. Like it was because the they had a tailwind when oh, they went yeah. past um, mm. the home straight, so they went past the home straight twice, and yeah, just and the wind was probably behind them and and making those times a lot faster than what they actually, actually probably were. Yeah, and and that that part of Mooney Valley always plays pretty quickly as well. Mm, yeah, so um, yeah, it played played a lot faster and, and um compared to compared to the twelve hundred meter races anyway. So. But yeah, you do get you get, you do get those sometimes, but you've just got to adjust, I guess, and and that comes with 
knowing that that's why that's why I, for example, just stay to Victoria just so I know the obscurities of different tracks and and all that sort of stuff, I guess. But mm. but yeah, like you can you could like like as as you said, like you can you can pick where it's wrong and you can adjust to it. So like if if you if you can see it, then you can make a judgment on it, and and that's how, I guess that's how it works. Yeah. So basically, yeah, the home straight is faster, as in the, the home straight at Renew Valley can sometimes be a good three and the rest of the track could be a good four, just naturally how the the, the sun dries up that part of the track a bit more than other parts of the track, which are shaded. And they d- did have a big tailwind in that part. So naturally, the 2040-meter races, they get two goes around that. So those that's why the times are faster. But in terms of punting form, I think you just have to pick the eyes out of it a little bit, like... Punting form doesn't lie with the data it produces, but there can be weird benchmarks that get thrown up because you might have, you know, when when the Sandown shoot was first in play, there wasn't a large data sample. So you were having races oh, yeah. that were really, really fast against, you know, against the all average benchmark, but there wasn't a big sample size. So mm. you just have to kind of pick the eyes out of it. It's like it's like people saying, um, like in in for example, like the Ramsden when the, the twenty eight hundred meter race and like people going about like White Marlin going three hundred lengths above average. Yeah. Like guys, they run like four four races at twenty eight hundred meters at, at um at Flemington and, and the the at there's and there's like two of them one of them's a three year old St. Ledger, one of them's a benchmark ninety run on Cup Day, and there's like two others. So obviously the the averages are going to, all going to be out, and the margin distribution in staying races is completely different to um, to others. So yeah, like you you got to adjust to these sorts of things, but but like you can do it. So um, yeah. So with, with your tried and true distances, like your, your Caulfield twelve hundred, your Caulfield fourteen hundred, your Mooney Valley twelve hundred, like they're they're usually pretty accurate. Mm. But when you start delving into twenty eight hundred meters, where there, there aren't that many races and the sample size is smaller, then of course, if you get faster horses running over that distance compared to benchmark 90 horses, they're going to be running 15 lengths above the average and it's not really true. Yeah, and there's so many different things that can happen in the 2,800-meter race because they can go slow and they can go fast and they can go slow again. But in a 1,400-meters race, it's just it's either they go slow and they sprint or they just go flat out or just, you know. Yeah, there's, there's not much they can really do. It. But a 2,800-meter race, is, the pace can change so many different times and and the and the, the time to the, the 600 or the 800 or, or whatever can not exactly be a reflection of what the actual pace is it's just it's not it's not just a single sort of thing it can be like the pace to the 600 meters could be completely different to the 600 to the 800 if you know what i mean yeah no absolutely all right we're gonna wrap it up there body yeah i actually did a, a video go look at it on Rooney Valley, of your horse, Body, who runs tomorrow night at the Valley in the 3,800-meter distance race. He ran second in the Jericho last year. He's going to go for one better this year. So go and check that out, punters. Uh, it was the last bit of content I did on Monday before I've been absolutely bedridden the last few days. But anyway, we march on. As we said, good luck this weekend. Group 1, 1,000 guineas, and the Group 1, Rupert Clark. I apologise if I haven't been able to string a few sentences together tonight. Um, I'm absolutely cast, but we'll be back in a few days and we'll probably do the final review on Monday. Cheers.
Take me now, we can try. 